Have you ever received a really bad gift from someone? I've heard some of those stories, so I, I thought I, maybe I could just find some more. I went on the internet to, to, and I just typed in worst gifts at Christmas, and I got some really interesting stories. One man tells of a time when a friend of his borrowed some socks, and months later at Christmas time, that friend gave him back his socks in the borrowed condition that they were in. Another man tells of a time when his brother owed him $300. And uh, at Christmas, his mom gave him $300 with the note that said, this is the money that your brother owes you. The problem is that his mother also gave his brother $300. So you know what that means? That means that the brother got $600 and he got what he already had. That didn't work out too well. One woman says that she got a Sephora gift card in an office Christmas party with a note attached that said, at least buy some concealer. Yeah, that was kind of subtle. Have you ever had any of those kinds of experiences? Have you ever received a bad gift? I'll bet you if you uh, did or you know of someone that has, you probably have some rules now when you are filling out shopping lists, when you're giving gifts to people. It's just the way that it all works. Because um, there are some do's and don'ts in giving gifts. It's not just about the gift that is given, not just about what is given. It's how the gift is given, where the gift is given, who is giving the gift, and to whom the gift is being given. So there are all those kinds of considerations when uh, you are trying to fill out your shopping list uh, for uh, the year. We're talking about lists. Last week we talked about the to-do list that we found in the story of the birth of Jesus. And as we're, take, as we're looking at the birth of Jesus next week and the week after, Trey's going to talk about the naughty or nice list and uh, a wish list. But today we're talking about shopping lists. We're talking about the rules that we have when we're trying to fill out the shopping list. And I want you to consider this. Did you ever stop to think that just maybe God had a shopping list for you when he gave Jesus? I want you to think about that. Uh, would you consider that quite possibly God knows you and me well enough to be able to give the perfect gift? We're going to read through the story of the birth of Jesus, specifically the announcement of the birth of Jesus. And I want you to consider the things that uh, God may have wanted to give you and me, what he had on his shopping list, the rules that he used when giving Jesus to you and to me. Luke chapter 2 is where we find the announcement of the birth of Jesus. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, 
The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord's told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary pondered up all these things uh, in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. In my online research looking for the worst gifts given at Christmas, I uh, began to drift into rules for gift giving. And you would be surprised how many lists there are for giving gifts, how many rules are in those lists, just hundreds, really. And they really do comprise some of the best and the worst experiences of both giving and receiving gifts. I'm not sure if God really knew about any of these things, but I want you to think about these rules in the announcement and the giving of Jesus. There's a lot here to consider. Uh, Some of the rules that I think God followed when he gave Jesus to you and me, the first one, and this was a a rule that was uh, just about at the top of every list, it was don't make it about you. Don't make the gift about you. Don't make the giving experience about you. I think God, in every way possible, followed this rule. If you consider uh, uh, the announcement, how powerful it was, the angelic presence and, and the chorus that was there, but who witnessed that announcement? It wasn't the king or anyone from elite society that was a witness to this announcement. It wasn't made in the temple uh, with a glorious concert going on. No, it was made to some of the lowest people in culture at that time. It was made to shepherds. It was made to people who uh, there was no expectation for them to give a gift in return. You know, another rule that we have, if someone gives you a gift, you are obligated to give back. No, It was given to people with no expectation of receiving a gift back. That's just the way that it was. And while Jesus was born a child king, he didn't have servants attending to his every need in palace halls. It didn't happen like that at all. Rather, quite possibly, he was born in a barn with livestock watching. And that was it. This wasn't about the glory and splendor of God. This was about the need of humanity being met with the gift of a baby. It was that simple, that mundane. So the first rule that God followed was don't make it about you. The second rule I think God followed was this. Pay attention to the person you're giving the gift to. Listen to the things that they talk about. We talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago in our series, Make It Personal, when we said that you need to understand the things that are important to the person that you're getting to know. It really does matter. God, because he is God, and this is really important, because he's God, he has the ability to give one gift, just one, and yet to make it the perfect gift for everyone, everywhere, who has ever lived. Because he's God, he can do that. 
If he can't do that, then he's not God. It's just that simple. Uh, But God, in giving this gift that can be given to anyone everywhere, isn't just giving a simple generic uh, gift alternative. You know, like Jesus was the gift card, uh, so to speak, uh, for eternity. That's not really how that works. No, God knows you personally. He understands you personally. He knows what's important to you. He knows what makes you happy, what makes you uh, worried. He, he knows the things that scare you, the things that bring you joy, all of that. He knows everything about you and brought that to his shopping list considerations when he gave Jesus to you. Not just to everyone, but to you personally. So don't make it about you. Listen to the person that you're giving the gift to. And then this last one, wrap it up and write a note. Have you ever given a, been given a gift and you, you took a look at the package and you thought, what a mess. The paper's kind of just kind of wrinkled up and you can see tape and 15 different pieces of tape and just trying to hold it all together. When I was a boy, uh, there was a woman in church that gave Christmas gifts and she was the complete opposite. When she gave a gift The wrapping was like a work of art. It was so beautiful and so wonderful. We thought it was a decoration in and of itself. It was so beautiful that you didn't want to open it up because you'd destroy it. You'd make a mess. And it wasn't just that her wrapping was beautiful. She would write notes and she would take these special scissors that had kind of a creative way of cutting the paper, angled and curved and And she would cut separate pieces and and in between them she'd write this note and it was a personal note to you and only to you. And sometimes the note in and of itself was better than the gift that the wrapping paper contained. It was such a wonderful experience to be given a gift by that woman. Um, The announcement and the choral presentation that was all a part of the birth of Jesus, it certainly was special. Uh, But the only thing the shepherds could do was say, let's go see what, what this is all about. Why am I telling you all of this? Because I want you to understand that God has a way of getting my attention getting your attention. If, if someone that we know, someone who's human, with, uh, notwithstanding uh, her weaknesses, could wrap something so wonderful and so beautiful, do you think God can't do that? Do you think God isn't capable of making an event, a moment, special and personal? He certainly is. And that's exactly what he did in wrapping and writing a note, so to speak, when Jesus was born. So those are some rules, I think, that God uh, followed. But there are some rules, I think, that God just completely ignored. Maybe some rules that he broke. Because not every rule is applicable for everyone. And some rules are just because of the experience that the person who made that rule up had lived through. So here's a couple of rules I think God ignored. The first is don't embarrass the recipient by overspending. Have you ever received a gift that was too expensive? That the minute you opened up, you realized uh, you have this wonderful uh, Apple laptop and you gave them a pair of socks that you borrowed. You get my point. Sometimes uh, we can receive a gift and we can feel like it's, we're not worthy. 
And certainly that can be the case with Jesus. You know, one of the things that's been really interesting about these last 10 months that we've spent in COVID is we have really made sure to appreciate people who have spent too much of their life taking care of us, protecting us. First responders, police officers, firefighters, paramedics, and the like, people that work in healthcare, doctors, nurses, and the like, they have overspent on us. And we are so grateful to live in communities where they live, where they serve. So if we can understand that about people that we live alongside, I'm sure we can understand that about God, who we live for. I mean, that is exactly what God did in giving Jesus to us. Um, God gave a precious and priceless gift in Jesus. He willingly and intentionally overspent for me and for you. So not only did God ignore that rule about overspending, but there was another rule that he, that he overlooked, that he ignored, and that is that we shouldn't make the gift too personal. I can tell you that when I was uh, reading up on the internet, some of the stories about the gifts that were received were really inappropriate. They, uh, not only can I not talk about them in public, I'm definitely not going to talk about them in this message. That's how inappropriate they were. Um, but there's, you know, it's really awkward and inappropriate for you or me to talk about. It's our personal failure. It's our sin. Now, when I say it's inappropriate, it's just, it's just hard. It's embarrassing. And yet, do you know that God didn't consider any of that when he gave Jesus to you and me? He was more concerned about us. God loved us with the gift of Jesus. We couldn't earn it. If we had to earn it or were able to earn it, that's not a gift. That's a paycheck. But God, in his love for us, gave Jesus, notwithstanding our foolishness. We are bitter. We are weak. We are stubborn. As I said, we're foolish. God gave us a gift to overcome all of that. Too personal? Yeah but still perfect. So don't overspend, and yet God did. Don't make it too personal, and yet God did. And lastly, avoid the gifts that are about self-improvement. You know when a husband gives a wife a gym membership for Christmas. Things like that. It's not, that the, it's not about the value of, of the gift. It's that not-so-subtle message the gift contains in all of that. That's, that's the point about giving a gift for self-improvement. The angel said in announcing the arrival of Jesus that a savior has been born to you. This was the plan from the beginning. Joseph, in his dream, we heard this last week, that he was to name Jesus. That name means salvation. He was to name the baby Jesus because he was going to save his people from their sins. The word save 
means that you and I were in trouble, that we needed to be rescued, that we need to be redeemed, we need to be revived. Our sin has overwhelmed us. We are drowning. We are helpless. And we need help. We need Jesus, which is exactly why God gave him to us. You know, one of the most powerful things that I've watched, that I've experienced during all of this COVID time, this pandemic time, is watching how people treat other people they even think might have the virus. It's the walking to the other side of the parking lot. It's turning your back as you slide by one another in the aisle of a grocery store. It's covering your mouth up even though you have a mask on. And you remember how nervous we used to be back in the beginning parts of this when you're in a store or somewhere and you'd cough and people would turn around and, and just wonder, everybody's locked in on you and you feel this un, uh, uh, <clears throat> unbelievable urge to say, nope, just a cough, just clearing my throat. It's not the Rona. Remember all that? In Jesus' day, when people had a disease, they were required to out loud announce their presence using the word unclean. Can you imagine how humiliating? It was bad enough that they were physically uh, unhealthy, but having to announce their presence and their condition guaranteed that they were going to be mentally unhealthy. Jesus his arrival for you and me means that if we're trash and throws, someone throws us out as if we're trash, Jesus picks us up as if we're treasure. He, he makes it personal. He, he, it's all about changing our condition from something that we don't like to something that God likes. And that's the whole point. Of the gift of Jesus. What do you do if you're spiritually unhealthy? What do you do if uh, you, you feel like something's happened and you can't be forgiven from that? How do you uh, ask God to clean you up? God knew you would need that even before anything happened, which is why he gave, he gave Jesus to you and to me. The generosity of God was absolutely on display in the birth of Jesus. John writes that God loves you and me so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not die, but in fact will live in eternity with God. That was the whole point of giving Jesus to you and me. Because God, because he is God, has the ability to give that one gift, that perfect gift to everyone everywhere and have everyone everywhere be absolutely thrilled that they got that gift. You know, I, uh, I've been encouraging you to consider the things that 
God has done in giving Jesus. And I want you to maybe write another couple of questions down this week. We did last week some things for you to ponder, and I want you to ponder some questions this week. I shared with you that the generosity of God was on display when he gave Jesus, but it's not just what uh, uh, God did in giving Jesus, but I want to know how has God been generous to you? Maybe you could just write this down. God has been generous to me by, and what's your answer? Think about that this week as you consider the generosity of God. And because God was generous in giving Jesus, it's his example, it's his pattern that we look at when we are generous to others. It's the reason why we give gifts to other people. So if God has been generous to you in a particular way, then uh, how can you be generous to others? I can be generous by, and what is your answer? How can you help? How can you bless someone in the way that God blessed you? God may have followed some of the rules that we came up with, but I want you to understand some of the principles that God knew long before we understood anything about giving gifts. See, God knows that life is stronger than death. He knows that light is more powerful than darkness. He knows that good can and will overcome evil. And God knows that he is more powerful than Satan could ever hope to be. Which is why Christmas isn't just about giving. It's about victory. And that is why we sing. God, thank you for the reason to sing. Thank you for the hope that we have, the joy that we have in knowing that you, understanding everything about us, knowing each of us personally, intimately, gave Jesus for our salvation, for our hope, for life eternal. God, thank you for being generous. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.